Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day. God, your word, I pray you bring it alive and you speak to us. God, we want to understand just the deep truths and the practical steps that we can begin to hear you in our everyday life. So strengthen your body, strengthen the local church, strengthen your people, God, that we might draw closer to you and develop more intimacy with you. We thank you for this time. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. One more time, that air high five. Can we do that real quick? Just air, find somebody, just have some fun. There you go. There you go. <laughs> to get started, I want to ask you this question. Have you ever had to prepare for something big? Have you ever had to prepare for something big? Maybe a big event? Maybe a celebration? Maybe something that was going to happen? Something that was going to lead up to? Maybe a job interview? And you had to kind of get yourself ready mentally, know what you were going to say, maybe a tough conversation that you're going to finally have with that person that you've been needing to have, and you're, and you're preparing yourself to have that conversation, maybe a celebration, uh, maybe a wedding day, maybe a baby shower, maybe an engagement plan. How did it feel to go through the process? Did, did you feel the weight of the preparation? Some of you guys know exactly what I'm talking about. I remember the preparation when I was going to ask my wife to marry me. Now, some of you guys have heard the story, kind of the end result is, you know, I, I kind of embarrassed myself a little bit. I got on two knees instead of one and, you know, and, I, and, and, and that whole thing because I was really nervous. But what you may not know is all the preparation that led to the moment. And it really happened once I got the ring. Come on, fellas, some of you know. You get the ring and all of a sudden it becomes so real it'll freak you out. I remember some of those feelings. I got the ring. I'm staring at this. Okay, am I going to do this? Am I not going to do this? Oh, my goodness. It's getting so real. I got a ring in my hands. And I remember that feeling. I, I remember those motions. And I remember thinking to myself, okay, how am I going to do this? How would she like it like for me to ask her? And then I'm thinking, wait, no, how would I like for it to go? And then I'm thinking, well, what restaurant am I going to take her to? And then I began to think, well, okay, 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 okay. Well, where are we going to do this? And I remember settling on the Capitol Garden, and I wanted to do it there. So I began to plan out, okay, we're going to walk this way. We're going to have friends that are in the bushes taking pictures. You know, we're going to be talking about this. I'm going to play this song on my phone. Or I'm going to ask her this question before I ask her the question. You know, I'm, uh, the moonlight rights. You know, I'm thinking about all this preparation that goes into that. You know, what is it going to be like? And, 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 then, and then once I ask her the question, she's going to say, yes, of course, right? She did, good news, right? And, and, and then after that, we're going to take more pictures and we're going to celebrate. And it's going to be this, this wonderful moment. I, 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 I want to say this. I want to say this. There are some things in life that you can try and wing. And you might be thinking, well, maybe that's just the moment you just wing. You just ask, you just, hey, just get down. You could be at the grocery store. I'm just going to ask you where I'm going to ask you. And maybe there's some things in life you can try and wing. You know, what does it mean to try and wing something? It means, you know, just, you know, just give it a shot. Because maybe that's kind of the idea or the thought. You know, let's just give it a try. Let's see how it goes. Maybe we'll be lucky. But there are some other things in life that if you're trying to wing it, you're not going to get the results that you're going to hope to get. And see, when it comes to hearing God, well, you can try and wing it. Or you can follow what Scripture says. See, Scripture gives some very specific details. It gives some very specific steps, and that's what we're taking a look at. See, we're not going to try and wing to hear God. Maybe I'll hear God. Maybe I'll get lucky. No, we're going to talk about what the Bible says 
on how to hear God, how to, how to, how to grow in Him, how to draw closer to Him, how to recognize His, His voice in your life. You see, because when it comes to hearing God, we have to follow along with the, the steps that it says because we want intimacy with him. Last week, I told you that we we're going to dive deeper into Luke chapter 8, and that's what we're going to do today. We're going to dig through that verse and go back and forth through it all the way around it. I'm going to share four points with you because the scripture's got four points, and, and we're just going to do it. So you ready? You ready? You ready to jump in? Online, are you guys ready? Let us know that you're in, and, uh, and we're going to do it. And so here it goes, Luke chapter 8 Verses 4 through 8, we read it all last week, we're going to read it all again, and we're going to dive deeper into the passage, what Jesus is trying to say to us. So it says this in Luke chapter 8, one day, Jesus told a story in the form of a parable to a large crowd that had gathered from many towns to hear him. Okay, they're, they're all assembled to hear his wisdom. He says this, a farmer went out to plant his seed as he scattered it across his field some seed fell on a footpath where it was stepped on and the birds ate it. Other seed fell among rocks. It began to grow, but the plant soon wilted and died for lack of moisture. Other seed fell among thorns that grew with it and choked out the tender plants. Still other seed fell on fertile soil. This seed grew and produced a crop that was a hundred times as much as had been planted. When he had said this, he called out, anyone with ears to hear should listen and understand. Now, can we read the last quotation? That together on the count of three. One, two, three. Anyone with ears to hear should listen and understand. And that's where we're at today. See, we're talking about preparing to hear God. See, this parable is often referred to as the parable of the sower. But the, the sower is only mentioned one time. See, this parable is not about the sower. The parable is not about the seed. The parable is about the soil. The different kinds of soil. The person's heart, the condition of where you're at and your willingness to hear God. The preparation that it needs to take. See, just surface level reading this, if you just read it at surface level, you'll probably think, well, I'm not the type of person that hears God. I, I, I don't have what it takes to hear God. And see, what you're missing is that God has made you in his image. You have everything that you need already to hear him. So we can't look and say, well, well, well you, you know, Lillian is the type of person that, that hears God, and so I'm not that type of person. I won't be that type of person. See, as we're looking at these different type of soils, these soils need to be worked. They need to be prepared. And you'll hear God just like anybody else because it's already inside of you. So number one, how do I prepare to hear God speak in my life? How do I do that? Number one is that I have to cultivate an open mind. I have to cultivate an open mind. You know, sometimes it's funny to me. That in a culture and society that says that they're open-minded, that they're not open-minded about hearing God. Some not even open-minded about God himself, but I'm open-minded about everything. I'm open-minded about this idea, I'm this feeling, and this emotion, and this thought of life, this philosophy, this way of thinking. I'm open-minded. I consider myself an open-minded person, but you're not open-minded about hearing God. Some people are so close off to the thought that God can speak in a prophetic way, even though it talks about that in the Bible. 
God speaks in prophetic ways, that God, the Holy Spirit, can come over somebody and speak a prophetic word, and that would be the voice of God in your life. If it's in Scripture, then it's in Scripture, right? Or, or the idea that God can speak to you in a dream. Oh, no, no, not my dreams. My dreams are just, no, God would never be speaking. No, God can speak to you in those ways. You look at Scripture, and it happens. Some people are so closed off. Some people outside, a lot of people outside the church and even in church, they're closed off to the idea that God can speak. And we begin to limit him. So the first step is this, is that I need to cultivate an open mind. I am not going to limit God on how he can speak. I'm going to let God do what God wants to do. I'm going to let God show off the way that God wants to show it off. If God wants to write it on a billboard or put it in the side or he wants to allow me to hear his audible voice, I'm going to allow God to do it. The point is that I have his wisdom, I have his blessing, I have his direction, I have his leading in my life. I know which way to turn, just like Isaiah chapter 30 verse 21 says, I'm going to hear the voice behind me that says I should go to the left or I should go to the right. God's voice in your life. I want you to look what verse 5 says. Verse 5 says this. This is, a farmer went out to plant his seed. As he scattered it across his field, some seed fell on a footpath. Someone say footpath. Where it was stepped on and the birds ate it. Okay, the birds ate it. Now, the footpath is the area in between the rows uh, where, you're, where you plant your seeds. Now, my wife and I, we got a small backyard, but we make it work. I made some little planter boxes, and we got some little chilies going, and some, you know, some, uh, she, she's got some, little, some celery, some little squash going, some little things that we're, we're, we're trying to work with. So we got rows of food. We got nothing. That's called the footpath. Then we got rows of food, then nothing. And, and those rows of nothing, that, that, that's the footpath, right? So if you're watching and you see like a farmer in a big field, I got a quick picture of it, but you'll see is that you have uh, this old Navy model where I don't know, wearing a UPS hat. That's not supposed to be in a picture. That's the only picture I could find, okay? But uh, so he, you, you, got, you got rows of food, and then you got the footpath. Rows of food, and then the footpath. Rows of food, and, and, and then the footpath. And that's how this is done. So in the footpath, what you see is this is where uh, the, the farmers go, and they walk. And so it's compacted. It's hard. A seed planted there will have no opportunity for life, for growth, for development. Right? A seed planted there, it, they, they, they quickly reject whatever it is that they hear. It, it doesn't work. The two don't come together. See, in, in good soil, a seed would go and it, it, it connects. In a footpath, it, it, it rejects it. There's, there's no connection that happens there. And so when the sower was scattering seeds, sometimes it would fall on the footpath. Now I want you to see what verse 12 says because Jesus gives the answer to what it means. In verse 12 it says this, The seeds that fell on the footpath represents those who hear the message. It's not that they don't hear. It's, the, it's not that you don't have the equipment, the ability to hear the voice of God in your life. Only have the devil Come and take it away from their hearts and prevent them from believing and being saved. And so it's totally possible to have a closed mind to God. You could be in the same building as everybody else in an open mind. You can hear the same things. Your ears are working just fine, but you, you, you just don't hear. The, the seed, it's like it hits the hard ground. up. It, it's not penetrating. It's not going because your mind is shut off. Your mind is closed. It takes an open mind. I, 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 it, it, it confuses me sometimes how we can be so open-minded about everything, but we're, open, we're, we're closed-minded about God speaking. And so this is what he's saying. It's not that they don't have the capability to hear God. It's just that their minds are closed. They don't believe God can speak to them. Therefore, he doesn't. 
Their minds are closed off. Open about all kinds of things, just not, not about God. Have you ever met somebody like that? Just, just, just close up. I want to say this. Do not give up on them. Continue to pray for them. Continue to encourage them. Continue to point them towards Christ Jesus. Continue to, 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 to help work that soil in their life. God wants to speak to them, and God wants to do, do what it says, to, it says this, and prevent them from believing and being saved. God wants to bring them to a place of believing and being saved. Don't give up on them. You know, today maybe you're online and you're watching and maybe this describes you. Um, and maybe your mind has been closed off to God even speaking to you. And, and, and I just want to encourage you and I want to challenge you just as we get into point number one here is that, that you open up. You, you just allow God to be God. Just, 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 just open up your heart and your mind and you'll begin to hear God, but it takes an open mind. So how do I prepare to hear God speak in my life? Number one, I gotta have an open mind. Number two, I gotta make time to grow. Number two, I have to make time to grow. Brothers and sisters, I can't tell you how important this one is. This is so important here. There, there's, there is, there is a, a, a now and, and, and tomorrow's gone, right? Isn't time so fleeting from us? Like time's here and then it's gone. Next thing you know, uh, you're, a, you're a day older, you're a year older, you're a decade older. You've been walking with God. Maybe today's your first day or maybe you've been doing this for a whole long time, but time will get away from you. And it isn't just like that. We make time for all kinds of things in lives. Our schedules get packed with all kinds of things. But how often does your phone pop up and it says, make time to grow with God? I mean, our calendars pop up, and it's, we got all kinds of, I got this meeting, I got that appointment, I got I to gotta do that. At least that's the way that I, I, I put stuff in here. So, boom, I get an alert for this, I get an alert for that. But how often does it say, does it pop up and say, listen, you got to make time to grow? You got to make time to connect with the Father. You got to make time to, to do that. Well, that feels so weird that I would schedule time with God. Yeah, but it's not happening any other way. We, we got to make time to grow. If you truly want to hear God, you got to make time to go deeper. I want you to look what verse 6 says. Look, 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 verse 6, it says this. Other seed fell among rocks. Someone say rocks. It began to grow. It began, so it heard. It understood something. It began to develop. And then it says this. But, plant, but the plant soon wilted and died for lack of moisture. Now, of you that garden, maybe there's a few gardeners in here, or, you know, for those that you kind of plant a little something in your backyard, no negative, I'm seeing a no over there, but some of you that plants, I don't know, a tomato plant, anything, um, some of us, <laughs> we, we, we plant something, uh, where do plants get the most, the most moisture, right, where, where do the roots go, right, the roots go down, they're looking for something, they're, they're, but, uh, do we got a picture here, put, put this picture up here, it's, it's going to be tough for for the seeds, the word of God to grow in the midst of, of rocks. Seeds, they don't have the same opportunities for growth. They get started and maybe they kind of fall their way through the rocks and they kind of get up, but it, it doesn't work in that same way. And I want you to see the answer that Jesus gives us in verse 13. Would you, would you see what Jesus says? Jesus says this, the seeds on the rocky soil represent those who hear the message, right? They got all the tools. They actually hear it. They receive it with joy. They're actually excited about this. And, but, but since they don't have deep roots, come on, someone, someone say deep roots. They believe for a while. 
Then they fall away when they face temptation. Someone say temptation. They don't have deep roots. So in the minute, the moments that temptation comes, they fall away. How many of you know the devil is not taking a day off in your life? He ain't on vacation. He's not going through this pandemic thinking, oh, I better stay inside. No, no, he's, he, he's trying to bring you temptation. And so many times that temptation has to do with how you spend your time. Because if he can get you to spend your time and not grow deeper, not make time to grow, not get plugged in, not attend church on Sunday, not get in a life group, not get in the growth track, not on Tuesday nights, not, not be a part, not serve, not do world missions, not, not do anything. If you don't make time to grow, that joy and that excitement of the Lord, it's, it's, it's going to be there, but it's going to be, it's going to, what, is, what is, is it say? It's, it says this, uh, the seeds of the rock is what repent those who hear the message receive a joy. But since they don't have deep roots, they believe for a while and they fall away. Can you go back to the previous verse? Uh, uh, yes, right here. It says, they died for lack of moisture. The plant soon wilted and died. Right? This joy in you will wilt and die if you don't make time to grow. I tell you, God is so good. Jesus, we thank him for being our Savior. Some of you guys know the mercy and the grace over my life his forgiveness come on somebody i'm grateful for my salvation i'm grateful for the lord's love in my life i'm grateful for his mercy and grace in my life i'm not about to have that die out be wilted and and die out in my life because i'm not going to make time to grow i gotta make time i gotta make time because temptation wants to come in the form of i can do that later or, or, or next week, or I know enough, or I'm deep enough. Me and God are close enough. God and I are tight. You see, seeds in, in rocks don't have the same opportunities to grow because we, we have the idea that we're, we're, we, we got other stuff we got to get done. So, brothers and sisters, what I want to say to you this is, is encourage you is make time to grow deeper in the Lord. Make, make time to study your word. Make time to pray. Make time. If you got to pop it, look at it pop up on your phone and say, oh, it's, it's time to grow, th th then let it be so. So how do I prepare to hear God speak? Number one, I have to cultivate an open mind. I, I got to be open. I, ca I can't be shut off here. Secondly, I got to make time to grow. And thirdly, number three, this is so important, I got to eliminate distractions. Come on, someone say distractions. I have to eliminate distractions in my life. I, I have to eliminate them. Distractions are everywhere. And it's another way that the devil wants to steal your joy and your alone time with God because you'll be tempted to do this or that. You know, there are even some areas that, that maybe you've been distracted by for so long that you don't even consider them a distraction anymore. They're just part of how you go about things. I want you to see what verse 7 says. Look at verse 7. It says, this, other seed fell among thorns. Someone say thorns that grew up with it and choked out the tender plants. Choked out the tender plants. I, I have a slide here, some thorns. I just want to give you a little visual. See, when you have plants that grow up with weeds and thorns, those plants are going to have a huge opportunity to survive. It'll be overwhelmed by the weed. It'll be overwhelmed by the thorn, leaving no room for it to flourish, no room for it to grow into maturity. We don't want to stay just a, you know, barely, barely a past the line Christian. 
you know, technically I'm saved. I'm right there past the line. We don't want to be that type of Christian. Technically, on a technicality, I'm going to get into heaven. On a technicality. Do you want it to be that close? Right? Uh, technically, Jesus has got to let me in. Technically, you know, I, I, I just I, I don't want to stay there. I want you to look what happens, what Jesus says in verse 14. It says this, The seeds that fell among the thorns represent those who hear the message. Again, they, they, they hear it loud and clear. But all too quickly, the message is crowded out by the cares, the riches, and the pleasures of this life. Right? The cares, the riches, and the pleasures of this life. And so they never grow into maturity. They never take that next step. They always become just this. They, they, they're, I love the Lord. I'm grateful to him. But I just stay there. I'm stuck. There's no growing. There's no development. There's no maturity. There's no intimacy with the Father. Where you know his heart, he knows yours. Where you recognize his voice out of a crowd of millions of people, you know your Father's voice. He can speak to you anywhere in any season of your life, and you know it. What you should do. You know to go left or right, turn around, stop and pause, and do nothing. Sometimes the distractions, the cares, the riches, and the pleasures of this life are, are, are just those. I want to say this. Your grind should never come before your God. Right? Uh, I, I'll tell you this. Your cares will have more peace over them when you're, when you're focused on spending consistent time with God. When you become more grateful to God, you better enjoy life. Because the distraction in this life is going to hinder you from hearing God. You won't be able to hear him if you're so focused on, uh, you know, I'm worried about this situation. I'm worried about this situation, or I got to make this, I got to do this. And I'm not saying that those things aren't important. What I'm saying is they can't become distractions from you having time with your father, from hearing his voice. You won't hear his voice if those things overwhelm you. You'll hope that you'll hear. You, you, you'll be doing it on, uh, 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 you're hoping to get lucky. You, 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 you're just you're gonna hope it hears. You're, you're gonna hope that it happens. I want to say this: hearing God is a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing, and distractions ruin that opportunity, making the cares of this world, the riches of this world, the pleasures of this life, a priority over intimacy with God. You you, you won't hear Him. We 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 have to have His guidance. Amen. We have to have his guidance. So how do I prepare to hear God? I got to have an open mind. I got to make time to grow. I got to eliminate the distractions. You know what those are. And lastly, I want to tell you this. Uh, number four, it's, it's so important. Is I got to cooperate with what God says. I got to cooperate with what God says. You know, God's word is full of instruction. It's full of the teaching on the how-to of life. But if I have an attitude of, um, God, you know, I really want to hear from you. I'd really like to hear your voice in my life. But I'm not so keen on, you know, following everything in your word. Just, that, that, kind, that, that doesn't work. Because the truth is God has already spoken in his word. And so if I'm like, well, you know, I just, uh, God, I really love to hear you, but I just can't agree with the stuff you have in the Bible. Like, I, I just can't agree with that. Listen, first of all, the Word of God is the infallible Word of God. Infallible, right? There are no mistakes. No matter who tries to say their mistakes, every generation, every decade, every century, somebody tries to say that there's a mistake, those people die, the Word of God continues. It is the infallible Word of God, right? It's the infallible. 
And so if I'm wanting, desiring to hear from him, and God speaks, I'll tell you, if I'm wanting to hear from him, I can't look at his word and say, you know what, I, I, can't, I can't do that. I, 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 I have to be willing to follow what God says. I have to cooperate with what God says. And so part of that, brothers and sisters, means I've got to have a different attitude. Someone say attitude. Because I, I got to have it. I got to come to a place where I say, God, I love you and I trust you. Meaning I trust your word for what it says. I'm not perfect. I make mistakes. I'm going to do the wrong thing sometimes. I'm going to fall down and, 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 and do the wrong things. I'm going to ask God to forgive me and I'm going to get right back up and keep going. I'm going to keep going. And I want you to understand this, brothers and sisters. And let me take a moment to encourage you. I'm going to close here shortly. But I'm cheering you on. I'm believing that in your journey, your spiritual journey with the Lord, you're going to hear God like you've never heard him before. I'm cheering you on. You know why I'm cheering you on? First of all, because Jesus is sitting on the right hand of the Father and he's cheering you on. He, he desires for you to have intimacy with the Father. And so I'm believing you and I'm seeing you. I'm, you're going to hear God in your life in a whole nother level. You're going to hear God and it's going to be transformative. It's, it's, it's going to change the way you think, the way you see, the way you act, the way you relate, the way you go about things. Your faith is going to be elevated because you're going to have clear the voice of God in your life. I want you to see what it says in verse 8. It says this. It says, still other seed fell on fertile soil. Someone say fertile. This seed grew and produced a crop that was a hundred times as much as had been planted. Do you understand what that means? It means that the seed wasn't just planted and dropped in fertile soil and it grew up to be what it was. It means that it, it became a hundred times as much as it was. Meaning the blessings of God multiply. Meaning the intimacy with God is, is, is so great and so wonderful that, that, that it's going to be one of the most beautiful experiences of life. It, it becomes so much more that it's not just for you, it becomes for so many others. See, what God wants to do in your life is he's not going to just speak to you, but he's going to speak to you for others. Are you following me this morning? See, this is what God wants to do. You know what farmers love? Farmers love good soil. Did, did I give you a picture for this? I did, yeah, just so that you can kind of see and see some rows. You see, you see all, the, all, all of that? It's, it's beauty. It's beauty in the midst of, uh, of, of the gray, gray there. But farmers they, they love good soil, and they also know that good soil takes work. It takes work. Brothers and sisters, if there's anything that I can communicate with you today and helping you understand is that no matter where you're at, good soil takes work. I don't want you to think and say, wow, you know, wow, that person hears God. They're that type of person, and I'm not. No, good soil takes work. A farmer does across this this area here and say um wow that i'm gonna plant all my stuff all i gotta do is just throw out the seed and it's gonna produce that soil was worked let the soil in your heart be worked take the steps to prepare i want you to see what the next verse says put up the, put up the next verse and the seeds that fell on the good soil repent on it good-hearted people who hear god's word cling to it and patiently produce a huge harvest guys i'm gonna i'm gonna close um i want to take for a moment here and just pause on cling to it you know i i, I want us to all get to this place to where we we, we don't just hear God's word. We don't just enjoy God's word, but we actually cling to it. You know, there's a difference if I, if I grab this bottle of water 
And then there's a difference between I cling to it. Are you following me this morning? What God's word is saying is that you, you just can't be around God's word. You, you can't just enjoy God's word, but it, it's, it's got to be, be your life. It's, it's, it's got it's to be what you do, which, what you wake up to, what you go to sleep to. It's, it's, it's got to be a part of who you are, the decisions you make in life. You've you got to cling to the, to the word of God. You've got to cling to it. You have to desire it. And brothers and sisters, again, I'm going to say it, and I've said it again, but I, I want you to know that I'm cheering you on, number, two, number one. And number two, I want you to know that no matter where you're at, that soil just needs to be worked. And so, and so here's the challenge that I want to give you. The, the challenge is, is this, is I want you to, to really a two-part here. Um, ask myself, am I willing to do the preparation in order to hear God? And so just ask yourself, have a, a moment, a heart-to-heart with yourself, and, and I want to. Some people on, on the point number one, they're just so closed off, you, it, you just, the answer's no. Don't give up on those people, number one. Number two, ask yourself, am I willing to do preparation in order to hear God? And then, and then secondly, if I am, if I'm willing to do, if I'm willing to work the soil, then which of these areas of preparation do I need to work on? See, I, 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 I don't want you to come to a place where you just say, you know what, I've been walking with the Lord for some time and you know, it just is what it is. It's good. My relationship with God was good. You know, but that's it. You just come to a place where I, I don't want to work on any soil. I don't feel like working on any soil. But I want to encourage you. This, this will transform. This might get you out of some of the rut feelings that you feel like, you know, some of the stuck feelings. Hearing God's voice is life-changing. So come to the place, you know what? The truth is I've been closed-minded about certain ways that God can speak. I think God can speak. I believe God can speak, but there's some ways where I just, I'm just not sure about that. That's kind of weird, or I'm just uncertain about that. Be open-minded about, about, about that. Don't, don't limit God on how he can speak. And, and, and secondly, come to this place where I'm gonna, you're gonna make time to grow. You're gonna make the effort. You're gonna put in the time. You're gonna put in the energy. You're gonna make the sacrifice. You're gonna make the priority. And then, and then number three, you're going to eliminate the distractions. What are those? Identify them in your life. Begin to eliminate them one by one. No matter how good you think the relationship has been for years, it's been a wonderful thing. If that's a distraction in your life, let it go. And then number four, I, you make a decision in your heart and your life that you're going to cooperate with what God's word says. Whatever it says, trust him. His blessing is in your trust. His blessing is in your faith. God is good. I want to take a moment to pray for you. And we'll close today. Heavenly Father, I thank you, Lord, for your church. See, what you're doing to us right now in this season is, God, you're working the soil in us. God, we want to be a church that you can trust. God. You can say, go here, do this, do that, be a part of this, be stronger here, help this group. 
And God, we, we are going to follow your voice, Lord. But God, we got to work the soil in us, God. Help us, God, to hear you clearly, Lord, in, in our everyday life, Lord, in our personal lives. Help us to hear you clearly in our marriages, God. Help us to hear you clearly, God, in our businesses, in our jobs. God, help us to hear you clearly, God, in our school choices, in our decisions, in our friends, in our acquaintances, God. Help us to hear you clearly, Lord. Help us to, to know and to recognize your voice, to see you, God. May our heart come at you, God, with the right way. And may we be willing to make the preparations, Lord to hear you right. God, there's so much more you want to teach us, Lord. But God, would we be willing? Would we be willing, Father? Fill us with your spirit. Lead us and guide us. So today, God, we even come to a place of confession. Every single one of us. Forgive us, Lord. Forgive us for the wrong things we've done. God, forgive us for what we said. Forgive us for what we participated in. God, forgive us for what actions we took. Forgive us, God, for what lies we spoke. Forgive us, God, for, for, for the wrong, any wrong that we've done. Lord, we want to confess it today. God, forgive us for what we saw. Forgive us, God, for what we heard. God, forgive us, God, for we made a part of our lives. God, we don't want that. We want you. So, God, today, all of us together, we come to a place of confession. Your word tells us that you are faithful and just. Our part is just to, forget, to ask for forgiveness. So, Father, I pray your mercy over us. I pray your grace over us. I pray your strength over us, Lord. Empower your body. Strengthen your church. And may we be all that you called us to be. We love you, Lord. We offer this time of worship in the name of Jesus. Amen.